Welcome to the Empowered Introvert Podcast. This is the show to help introverts like you create amazing relationships, soul-satisfying work, and a life that you love on your introvert terms. I'm the host, Heidi Dandel-Weiland, certified life coach, Ayurvedic health counselor, yoga teacher, EFT practitioner, and fellow introvert. Hello, my beautiful introvert friend. Welcome to episode 13, How to Stop Dreading Work. And I am joining you today from my backyard. It is the middle of the day and freezing. I'm all bundled up. I've got a blanket, a jacket, but I'm really trying to enjoy summer. I'm trying to get outside because it is green and beautiful and my tree in the back, you might be able to see, is starting to bloom. Some really beautiful pink uh, crab apple blossoms. So I want to stay out here as much as I can because those blossoms only last about a week. In summer, just a little bit longer. <laughs> so today our episode is um, about dread. This is something that I really connect with as a big part of my story. Um, and my story of burnout and dreading work. And I know that other people also experience this, whether it's dreading going back to work in general, going back to a certain relationship at work, going back to the location where work is. You know, there's all kinds of different aspects of work that we can dread. It is not fun and is something that is so worth discovering the path to change and you can really begin to change it quite simply and easily and once you start start doing that start unraveling the dread it can really take you into a direction where well work can feel in alignment again where you can feel grounded where you can feel calm instead of anxious all of the time so let us get started. But before we do, I do want to share that this is the month of June and I am offering a special summer integration coaching package, which is a two-month package for a a very excellent price. It's about half the cost of my one-to-one coaching. And it's really designed to get laser focused on something like Dread, where you are clear on what the problem is that you want to work on and you don't want it to summer to pass by and for everything to be the same by the time you get to September. And you want to do it in a way that fits your schedule, your busy vacations and whatever you've got going on that you still want to feel like you made really big progress in solving these problems. You can reach out to me on social media or on my website. To learn more about the summer integration coaching sessions. All right, with that, let us get started. Now let's start by painting the scenario. And this is a scenario that is, well, from my life and kind of like mixed in with some imagination and other other folks' experiences. So like imagine you're on you're on vacation and that might be like a weekend a weekend in the woods or in a B&B and 
and you just want to get away from work, right? You want to totally unplug. And when you're there, you do. It feels great. You feel grounded. You um, take time in nature. You do fun things. You really live like, you know, in a way that brings joy to you. And then it's Sunday night and you're packing to go back and you're like, shit like you feel something drop in your stomach and you're you're just like oh my gosh i can't i don't want to like i don't want to feel this i don't want to i don't want to go back to work i don't want to go back to having to deal with my boss having to deal with my clients i don't want to go back to this project that i'm working on i really like i do not like it i hate it i'm so ready for a change you know um, i i can't stand this and but I, you know, I don't know what to do and so on and so forth, right? There's this spiral that kind of happens and, and you feel like shit, right? You feel dread, you feel worry, you feel overwhelmed, you feel anxiety for sure. Anxiety is kind of an umbrella word for, for a lot of different feelings, and you might feel grief, you might feel frustration and, and anger, some of these more fiery emotions. And I mean, it just does not feel good. So what happens? You end up, you know, you're packing and you're maybe you're crying. Like me, I used to like go cry in, in the airport bathroom <laughs> and um, complain to whoever I was with, to my partner, to my friends. There's this like, you know. What do you call it? Not debriefing, but just borrowing someone's ear, as you say in Portuguese, and 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 thinking a lot about work. Really, like your brain is totally there in dread, and yet you're trying. You know, you're you're doing all your stuff, and then you get home, and maybe you have a hard time sleeping. You wake up in the middle of the night. You wake up in the morning and your brain is immediately like in dread. It's like, oh no, it's Monday morning. Now I have to go. And then you go to work and then, you know, the emails happen, the project happens, you see that person and then you get like another trigger and then you really like live into what you were dreading and experience it like in the, in, in your body. And kind of prove to yourself that, yeah, this is my work sucks. Hey. So if you've ever felt that, I've definitely felt that. And yeah, it's not a fun place to be. It, along with it, it can, you know, there can be a sense of, of, of guilt of like, you know, I shouldn't, I shouldn't feel this way. This is actually really good. And yet, you know, here I am. So. What happens oftentimes is that when we're in a situation like this, like we want to change it. You don't want to feel dreaded. You don't want to feel anxious about your work. Here are all this lovely, lovely Instagram posts about you know, living in alignment with your purpose and work as, as your purpose. I mean, it's something that I talk about work as being an extension of, of you, of what you're meant to do here and that can make you feel even worse so but then you're like okay well then if this work isn't doing it if then I should change work like maybe I should change jobs so you end up looking for new jobs 
or even career. So then you end up spending a lot of time imagining a career change and look at researching what it would take to go back to school or uh, a coach or something else that sounds really fun and artist. You end up focusing a lot on these external solutions. So, so I want to pause there for a moment. And then just reorient ourselves again. So I've just gone through a scenario, a story that when you connect with it, it feels very all-encompassing and true and very, very important. And, you know, very clear that the job is like you, when, when you're on vacation, you feel great. So when you're, it's a job and you don't feel great, it must be your job. And thus, changing your job is the right solution. So when we're looking for the quote-unquote right solution or the answer to the name of this podcast, how to stop dreading your work, we want to step back and, first of all, see it from a more neutral, distant perspective where, you know, like what is really creating the stress. We want to get really curious before you invest your time, your money, your life into changing your job and careers, like making these steps that could really consume many years for you. And, you know, and I do believe that like you can make anything work, like that everything has, has value to it, but what? Like when we stop to look at what's going on, so we've got the job and then there is you in the job, right? So the job itself is the environment, is your, it's your situation and stress. We, there, it's definitely true that the certain environments create stress. You know, if you have too many rats in a small space, for example, they are going to feel in the distress of the environment and it's going to change their behavior. Your, their nervous systems are going to go into stress responses. So, so while environmental stress might be happening for you and in the environment includes relationships, it includes your projects, it includes your clients, most of the time, that only accounts for a small percentage of where the stress is coming from. So let's say it's 10%. So if 10% of your stress is only coming from your, your job, where is the rest coming from? Who, what else is in the scenario? You. So you, if you were to pause and just assume that only 10% of my stress is actually coming from my situation. So then ask yourself, who is the step one to how to stop dreading work? 
So to get really curious and ask yourself, what part of this is mine? If, would any human being, no matter who they are, be in the situation and feel the same level of dread? Would me from five years ago feel this stress and dread? Would me from a year ago feel this stress and dread? And this is so, so important because if you use the solution of changing your job without seeing what part of it that you own, all of the habits and ways of showing up that you are currently experiencing will come with you. You can change jobs. You can get relocated, right? And you can reduce the environmental stress. But the patterns that created all of the internal stress will continue with you. And you don't want that, right? Because what you want is to feel more like that lightness of being on vacation, that groundedness, that connection to other people and to self. So if you're able to reflect on what is mine and just open up to, to the possibility that a lot of this stress and dread is coming from within you, then you can focus on figuring that out. So if you think about, so you as a human being, let's just imagine for a moment that instead of a human being, you are a robot. So there is this robot that, you know, to kind of look like you, they got your name. Also, you know, the Heidi robot or the Jenny robot. And they are, they have this programming where they, they say to themselves things like, I don't like this job. I don't like this person. I don't like this project. I hate this. I don't like the way this feels. I don't want to do this. And they say this to themselves, you know, like every hour, maybe for 10 minutes, maybe for more, definitely every day, day after day after day. And they go interact with another robot and they tell that robot that I don't want to do this. I hate this. I feel so stuck. And then they tell it to another robot. And so then when they say those things, and let's imagine these are advanced robots that have feelings, then they feel dread. Then they feel stuck and distraught. So we're not robots, but that's what we do, right? Can you see how when we say things like that to ourselves, we really create the very feelings that we don't want to be experiencing. And that there is very little benefit to repeating these things. And yet it seems like you're just describing the way that our life is. But when we do that, when we describe it in that way, we create the exact feelings that we don't want to have. 
And our nervous systems, the, our sense of safety, our sense of stress respond to the way that we think, the way that you think. So in, if you're thinking that, you know, this is not a place that I want to be, your body will then feel that way. It'll feel the dread and feel the resistance. It'll, it'll feel the anxiety. And when you feel anxiety, you feel these feelings, it creates this feedback loop where your brain then sees that and there's like, oh, look at that. Like, that is proof that I am unsafe, that I am in a situation that is unhealthy, that is, that is stressful. And then it just keeps being and looping and looping. So step one, it, it's really getting curious as to what this process looks like for you. How are you looping? What are the thoughts that you are feeding yourself that you've programmed your robot self with? And what feelings do those create? When you feel those feelings, how does it affect how you show up? Step two is that so what we just talked about was essentially mindset step two is your nervous system and your relationship to yourself Because often what happens when we are not feeling connected to ourselves, when we're not feeling grounded, that it becomes much easier for feelings of stress and the thoughts that go along with them, the anxiety, anxious thoughts to arise. This is why on vacation, we feel good. We're prioritizing fun. We are relaxing. We're taking care of ourselves. We are living in a way that is nourishing. So when we live our daily lives in a way that is extracted and exhausting and um, on the way to burnout, it is very normal to find yourself in a place where you feel dread and overwhelmed. So then finding ways to cultivate this vacation way of being or a more grounded way of being is also part of the solution to stop treading work. Because when you are having joy in your life, it becomes so much easier to experience the challenges of a relationship at work, of your projects. It becomes so much easier for you to notice your anxious thoughts and pause and allow yourself to come back to yourself. I have a, another episode. I can't remember which one it is, but it, it's got practices. It's earlier, maybe it's episode six around there with practices to help you do this. There's tons of them, but like 
really just having a few core practices that you can use to create a sense of groundedness, which is also you just reduce your anxiety is going to be incredibly helpful. But not just as a, an emergency emergency strategy, but as a consistent practice where, for example, every morning you're waking up and you're meditating instead of freaking out about your emails. Right. When you make that your way of being, when you live your day-to-day -day life in a way that nourishes you and fills you up so that at the end you're not exhausted, that right there is going to go miles, miles to creating better work. All right, so to sum up, the two parts of stop dreading work is first to look at your mindset and own own the thoughts that are creating all of this dread. Own the part of it that is yours. See that the circumstance, that your work, the situation there, that it all only feels bad because of how you're showing up to it. And that you in a different state, that a different person would have a different experience. So what is it that you can change within you so that you have a different experience? And the second part is looking at, at your self-care and your groundedness and your stress levels even before you go to work in your daily life. Do you have a rhythm? That helps you to, to maintain calm and confidence so that when you go into stressful situations at work, you are more resilient, you're less reactive. It becomes less alarming and triggering because you know that you, you, know, you feel connected, feel relaxed. You can let go, stop thinking about it when you go home for the day. When you combine these two, you can make really tr profound changes in your life, in your work, in your relationships without needing to change any of it outside of you. All thoughts from which it's so When you can unlock ways of thinking and habits that support you to be strong, courageous, aligned selves, you can not just withstand stressful situations, but you can create beautiful things in your work, in your life, show up in a way where instead of being in survival mode, you're in thrive mode. You can expand, you can explore. In your introvert way. All right, my friends, thank you so much for tuning in. And I'd love to hear 
how this resonated for you, if you have any personal experience with dread, and if you've put any of these these steps into practice, I'd love to hear how it's going for you. All right, take care, and I will see you next time. Hi, beautiful introvert. If you found this podcast valuable, I'd be so grateful if you'd subscribe and leave a review. The small gesture helps the podcast be more visible and gets it into the hands of the folks that can use it most. It also contributes to the mission of empowering more introverts like you. So you can leave a review at Podchaser, which is the directory for podcasts, or wherever you're listening to this episode. Thank you so much.